Baba Kama Daf Lamed Gimel, the last thing we're discussing was a person walking into a carpenter shop if, and getting hurt. If he, ha, if he had uh, permission to walk in, then the carpenter is Hayav. If he had no permission, then the carpenter is Patur. And the Rebiyosibar Hanina explained that he's Hayav to pay for the four damages, but he does not have to go into Galut because it's not like the forest. And we saw Rabah, Rav Papa, Rav Zevid, explaining what the B.O.C. Barhanina was talking about, what specific case. And with that, we're going to start Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph, 10 lines inward. It says Tanur Rabbanan at the beginning of the line. Tanur Rabbanan, Poem Shibaudit Bait. If employees came to ask for their wages from the, from the person who hired them, when they went into the employer's house, his ox gored them. Or the dog bit them. And the employee died. Patur, the owner of the house, the, the employer, does not have to pay them. Or he doesn't have to pay for the, the death. He doesn't have to pay the coffer for the death. But argue on Tanakama. They said, they have a right to ask for their payment for, for, from the from the owner, meaning he has to pay for the coffer for their death. So, what's going on here? What's the mahluk between Tanakama and the Hirim? If the employer is in the city, so why are Harim saying Hayav? They had no right to go into this house. They should have found them in the marketplace or in the shul or somewhere else. But if he's at home, then why is Tanakama saying that he's patur? He has to pay them. They had a right to come. So the Gemara explains, We're talking about someone who's sometimes in the city, sometimes not. So the employee came, knocked on the door, and the employer said yes. He didn't say uh, it come or not come, he just said yes. So more sabar Aharim held that in all tamashma. When he said yes, it means come in. Umor sabar tanakama held in kumaduchtach mashma. It means yes, means uh, stay where you are. Don't come in. And that's why he holds uh, patur. And Tanya Kamande Amar in Kuma Duchtach Mashma. And we have a Braita like Tanakama who says, when you say, when he says yes, it means just stay where you are. The Tanya Poel Shinichnas Litwasekharumibalabait, an employee who walked into the employer's house to ask for his payment, and he was gored by the ox, or the dog bit him, Patur, the owner of the house, the employer does not have to pay the coffer. And Afal Bishut, and that's even if the employee walked in with permission. Now, am I patur? Why should he be patur if he had permission? Elala, rather, what are we talking about? De karea baba and amade in. We're talking about a situation where the employee knocked on the door. The employer said yes. Ushmamina, and we we see like tarakama the in kumaduktach mashma. When you say the word in, it means stay where you are. And by the way, the Rambam holds that if a person walks into the employer's house without permission, the employer is patur. And that's even if the employer said yes. Now, the reef totally uh, skipped these halachot, and the Rosh explains could be at the time of the reef, nobody walked into anybody's house without permission. But the Rosh explains that in his day, it is normal for employees to walk into the employer's uh, yard to ask for their uh, payment. And therefore, it's as if they have permission, since that's what happens, and he would have to pay. Next, Mishnah. Shnei shevarin tamin shehavlun ze et ze. 
So you have two uh, ox that are tam, they haven't gored three times, they start fighting with one another, it's a mahlogah between the Rishonim, if one started before the other, or they both started at the same time. Either way, each side is liable to pay the other person's half, so they uh, split the, 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 the worth of the animal, so the half-half. So let's say Ruven's cow is worth 1,000, the other uh, Shimon's cow is worth 2,000, they both get uh, half of that, so Shimon will get 1,000, Ruven will get 500, and 500 will get cancelled out, and Ruven will have to pay Shimon the rest, which is 500. And same idea if if they both show we go by the entire worth of the cow. One's worth a thousand, one's worth two thousand. So Rovin would have to pay Shimon a thousand. That would be the difference. If one of them one of them is a tam, and one other one's Mu'ad, then Mu'ad If the Mu'ad damaged the short tam, he has to pay full damages. However, tam b'mu'ad mishalim b'mutar hatzinizik. But if the tam is the one that damaged the shor mu'ad, then he only has to pay the difference of half damages. Vechen and same rules apply. Shnei anashim shehavlu zebazet. Two people damaged one another. Mishalim b'mutar nizik shalim. They figure out what the damage was on each side, and whoever damaged more has to pay the difference. And same idea, Adam be Mu'ad, Mu'ad be Adam. If a person damaged a shore Mu'ad or a shore Mu'ad damaged a human being, Mishalim be Mu'tar, Nizik Shalim, they both have to pay full damages and therefore you have to pay the difference of that. And Adam be Tam, Vitam be Adam. If a, if a person damaged a shore Tam or the vice versa, Adam be Tam, Mishalim be Mu'tar, Nizik Shalim, a person has to pay. For the time full damages because a person is always warned. And Tam Ba Adam is Shalim Ba Mutar Hatsin Nizik. And uh, Tam has to pay for the Adam only half the damages, the difference of the half damages. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Af Tam Shahaval Ba Adam is Shalim Ba Mutar Nizik Shalim Rabbi Akiva holds, even a Tam that damaged a hu- uh, human being has to pay full damages. And the Gemara starts Tanura Banan, this is in regards to an ox that gores a human being. It says Kamishpat Haze Ye Ase Lo. That says the actual word Kamishpat. Kemishpat Shor Beshor Kachmishpat Shor Beadam. The same judgment, the same ruling of an ox when he hurts another ox, same rules will apply if an ox hurts a human being. Ma Shor Beshor Tamishalim Hatsin Ezek Umuad Ezek Shalim. The same way. When ox gores another ox, if it's a tam, half damages, if it's a mu'ad, full damages, af shor ba'adam, same thing when an ox damages a human, tam shalim hatsin nezik, mu'ad nezik shalim, a tam, half damages, mu'ad, full damages. Rabbi Akiva Omer, he's the Rish, the Pasuk different. Kamishpat hazeh ketahton velo ka'alyon. When it says kamishpat hazeh, it's coming to say that we're going to learn the deen of an ox who damages a human being from the following pasuk, the pasuk that comes next, which is in regards to Shor Mu'ad, and not like the pasuk before, which is Shor Tam. And we're going to learn from the next pasuk, Shor Mu'ad, and he's going to have to pay full damages. Maybe he has to pay from the best asset of the damager, and not just from the body of the actual ox. The pasuk says, meaning, You have to pay from the actual body of the animal, not from, the, from, from any of the assets of the damager. According to Rabbanan, they're everything from the word Kamishpat. What do they do with the word Hazeh? 
So the Gemara explains, it's coming to say that if an ox damages a human being, he doesn't have to pay the four things, uh, the pain, the suffering, not working, medical bills. So where does Rabbi Akiva learn that uh, he doesn't have to pay those four things? So he learns it from the Pasuk, if a person damages his friend, it's only if a human hurts his friend, human hurts a human, he has to pay if, if dam- full damages, including the four things, and not if an ox damages a person, then he doesn't have to pay the four things. The Rabbanan, they'll tell you, if it's from that pasuk, I would have thought maybe just the, the suffering he doesn't have to pay for because he didn't take away any money from him. But medical bills not working, Maybe he would have to pay him. Kamash Malan, that's why you have the word Hazeh to tell me that he doesn't have to pay for those four things. Next Mishnah. Shor Shavim Agah Shor Shavim Atayim. If an ox that's worth a hundred damages an ox that's worth two hundred, and the Nevela, the carcass is not worth anything, Notel et Ashor. The one who is damaged takes the living uh, ox that's left, and th- that's worth half damages, since he can't use the carcass. So there's uh, no uh, assessing how much he owes him, how much is left. Since there's none of that, then he just takes the animal as is. And the gemara starts. Who's our mishnah like? Rabbi Akiva. It's Rabbi Akiva. He holds that the owner of the dead ox can just take the living ox. Detanya, in regards to a short time that damaged, Yusham Hashor Bebetin, the brother Bishmael. Bishmael says, you assess the living damaging bull, whatever it's worth, half of it, that's what you give to the owner of the dead cow. Rabbi Akiva Omer, who hlat Hashor. Rabbi Akiva holds that the living cow automatically goes to the owner of the dead cow. So now, what's the mahlog between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva? So the Gemara explains, Rabbi Ishmael savar bal chovu Rabbi Ishmael holds that when person A's cow damages person B's cow, then person A owes person B money. Rabbi Akiva savar Rabbi Akiva held, they now become partners. And their mahlokit is in the following pasuk. The pasuk says, uh, if someone's uh, cow damages someone else's cow and they die so they sell the living ox and uh, they split the money Rabbi Shmael says this is uh, and this mitzvah is, is going to the betin uh, just telling betin how to handle the case and Rabbi Akiva held it was the pasuk is just telling the damager and the one who's been damaged how to split it up. And the Gemara asks my benai, what would be the practical difference? So the Gemara explains he nizak The difference would be is if the one who's been damaged, if he makes that uh, living bull uh, kodesh, he said uh, this is mukdash to the beta mikdash. According to Rabbi Ishmael, the guy didn't do anything because it's up to Betin to split it. According to Rabbi Akiva, since he has some sort of partnership, then it, it would count. So now, Rabbi Nachman, let's say the one who damaged, meaning the person A, his cow is still alive. If he sold his cow, what would be the halakha there? Is that a sale or not a sale? 
Meaning, Kevande Amar Bishmael Bal Hovu, since Bishmael said he owes the person A owes person B money, Bezuzehu de Masikle, all he has to do is pay money. That's all that person B has over person A is just the money. And Machur, we could say it's old, or maybe Kevan Dim Shabed Led and Isaac, since this axe is leaned to, to the, the one who's been damaged, then love kol kemine, then the, the the person who just sold the cow, it's not, he can't just do that. It's not up to him to just uh, sell whenever he wants. So even according to Bishma'il, it's not sold. So the Gemara asks right away, but we have a bright that says if he sold him, it counts, it's sold. So the Gemara explains, no, what we're saying is that the one who's been damaged can now go get the that cow from the from the buyer. Meaning, whatever it sold, fine. But now the 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 person who's been damaged can just walk up to the person C and just take away the cow. So I'm asking, so I doesn't understand. Okay, so if you could just if person B could just pick up that cow whenever he wants, then how's it sold? Meaning, in what regards is, is it considered sold? So the Gemara explains, It's if the buyer used it to plow in the meantime. Uh, he doesn't have to pay the the one who's been damaged anything. He doesn't have to pay person B anything. He was allowed to uh, use it for plowing or whatever. He was going to use the cow in the meantime. So now, based on this, Shema Mina, Lava Umocher Mitaltelin, Betin Govin Lomehem. If a borrower borrowed money, and then he sold some random thing in his house, something movable, and then he, I guess he defaulted on the payment, can't pay, so Betin is allowed to take those items that he sold, even though it's movable objects, they're allowed to take it from the buyer and give it to the, the lender. The Gemara says, no. Over there is different. Over there... It's as if you made that chair, that uh, that that table, whatever you sold. It's as if you made it a place to get exact payment from. It's as if you said this uh, table that I sold originally when I borrowed money. That if I can't if I can't pay, you can take this table, and then I sold that table. So then, yeah, Betin is allowed to take that table away from the buyer. But in in a regular case, no, they can't just uh, take that movable object away from the buyer. But the masks said, if someone made his slave an apotiki, meaning a, a place to exact payment from, and then he and then the the, the borrower sold the, the slave, the the creditor, the lender, he is allowed to take that slave from wherever it was sold to. However, shoro apotiki umcharo, but if it was a cow that he sold, he said that you're gonna if I can't pay, you're gonna take it the cow, and he sold the cow. In Baal the creditor cannot come and take that cow from the buyer. So you see that something movable, you cannot take away from the buyer. So the Gemara explains, what's the reason? It's totally different. Because because there's noise. When someone sells a slave, everyone hears about it. So the fact that you made this slave an apotiki, then okay, then it's your fault that you didn't check into it. And that's why you can't pull that slave away. The cow is different. Nobody hears about it. Now, Hainami, in our case also, in regards to the damaging bull, when a, a, a bull damages someone else, when an animal gores and damages everyone, hears about it, 
the Torah everyone's calling this cow the goring cow, the goring bull. Therefore, when someone bought it, he should know that there's a possibility that if this person can't pay the other person in cash, then the then the person who has been damaged is going to come take this cow. You should have known about this from before. Taner of Tahlifa bar Ma'arava, Kamed Rabbi Abhur. Of Tahlifa taught in front of Rabbi Abhur, Mecharo en Machur Hikdisho Mukdash. If the damager sold his cow, it's not sold. If he was Makdishta cow, it is Kadosh. So now the, the woman has a question. Mecharo man, who sold it? Mazik. Let's say the, the let's say the damager is the one who sold it. Mecharo and Mahor. Okay, so if he sold it, it's not sold. Money. Who's that? According to Rabbi Akiva, he Rabbi Akiva. He said that the ox is automatically leaned to the one who's been damaged, and it, it sort of belongs to both of them. That's why it's not a sale. Beautiful. What about the second part where it says if he made a kadosh, it counts. Atan Rabbi Shmael, that goes according to Rabbi Shmael, the Amar Yusham Ashor Bebetin. According to Rabbi Shmael, it's up to Betin to split it in a certain way, so the one who's been damaged is not a partner in the actual cow. So then it sounds like what Raftahifa is saying contradicts itself. Ela, Nizak, let's say, okay, let's say Raftahifa was talking about the ones who's been damaged and he sold it. Mecharo and Machur, Mani Rabbi Shmael. Okay, if he sold it, it's not sold. That's according to Rabbi Shmael, who said that he's not a partner. Okay, he Kedisho Mukdash, but if he was Makdishit, since he actually owns a part of it and has been linked to him, Atan Rabbi Akiva. That sounds like Rabbi Akiva. So now we're not understanding. One way or another, if Tahlifa sounds like he gave a psak that contradicts, meaning on one hand he holds like Rabbi Shmael, on the other hand he holds like Rabbi Akiva, or vice versa. So which one is it? So the Gemara explains, Le'olam No, we're talking about the one who damages, he's the one who sold his cow. When Rav Tahlifa said what he said, it's according to everyone. Mecharo eno machur afilu Rabbi Ishmael. When he said that the damager sold it, that's even according to Rabbi Ishmael. The Hamish Abedal and Isaac, because it is leaned in a certain way to the person he damaged, and therefore he can't just sell it like that. And number two, he could show Mugash if the damager made it Kadosh, it is Kadosh, Afilur Biakiva. That works even according to Biakiva, Mishum de Biabhu, because according to what Biabhu said, the Amar Biabhu, Gezera Sheme Yomru Hekdesh Yotse Belopidion, where it's a Gezera, meaning the reason the Hekdesh works over here because we're worried that people will say that if we say it's not Kadosh, it, it, and Hekdesh just came out of Kodesh without any redemption. You didn't have to give anything, you didn't have to do anything. Therefore, Gzera, we're just going to say it's Kadosh. We don't want people to take uh, Kodesh lightly. And what Rav Tahlifa said could work according to both rabbis. Tanur Abanan. Shortam Shehizik, a shortam that gourd, for example, Achelo Ahmad Badin Mecharo. If it's before they ended up to be, in Betin and they sold it, Machur is considered a sale. He Kedisho Mukdash. And if you made it Kadosh, it's Kadosh. Shehato Untano Bimatana. If he slaughtered it and he gave, or he gave it to someone as a gift, Masha Asasui, whatever he did, he did. Misha'amad Badin, once they came to Betin, meaning the one who's been damaged opened up a file in Betin, Mecharo in Omachur, if he sold it, it doesn't count, Hikdisho in Mugdash, then the Hikdash doesn't work either, Shehato Untano Bimatana, if he slaughtered it or he gave it to someone else as a gift, Lo Asar Viloklum, he didn't do anything. Kadmu Ba'ale Chovot Vihigbihu, if creditors, uh, uh, they picked up this cow, 
as uh, as the beginning of payment. The guy owed the money and he didn't want to pay them, so they took the cow. Ben hav achelo hizik ben hizik achelo hav lo asu velo klum. If creditors came to pick up this cow, and this cow either it already damaged or damaged after they picked it up, then whatever these creditors picked up this cow, they didn't do anything. They never really acquired it. Why? Because he, this person owes his creditors money. And when this cow damaged someone else, it's a short time, you have to pay from the body. So this body of this cow is leaned to the person he damaged. And he's more connected to those people than he is to the, to, to the creditors. And the Baita continues, Mu'ad Shehizik, but if it was an ox that was Mu'ad, it's already been three times, Ben Shamad Badin, Ben Shalomad Badin, Mecharo, Machor, Hikdisho, Mukdash, Shehaton, Tanob, Matanam, Asha, Asui. Whether they came to Betin yet, whether they didn't come to Betin, if he sold it, it counts. If he, uh, if he was Makdishid, it's Kadosh. If he slaughtered, he gave it as a gift, it counts. If uh, other creditors came and picked up this ox, Ben Hav Achelo Hizik, Ben Hizik Achelo Hav, whether this uh, Shorm Mu'ad damaged before, after they picked it up, Masha Asa'asui, whatever they did, it counts, they, they took it, they took it, because anyways, the one who uh, damaged, the owner of the cattle damage, has to pay from the best uh, assets, meaning he has to pay from his pocket, and therefore... If other creditors took that cow, it counts. Now, let's go into the Brayta. Amar And the Gemara explains, For plowing. So, if the the person who owns a damaging cow sold it, and then the, the one who's been damaged comes and takes it away, if in that time, in the meantime, the, the buyer used the cow for plowing, he doesn't have to pay the, the one who he who has been damaged. He doesn't have to pay the second person for the, the for the cow that he used during that time. He mukdash. If the the one who owns the damaging cow made it kadosh, it is kadosh just because Mishum Abu, just because what Rabbi Abu said before, the Gezerah, people are worried that if he takes it away from the Kodesh without any redemption, without paying for it, people are going to take Kodesh lightly. Next, we learned in the Baita Shehato on Tanobe Matana Mashasasui. If he slaughtered it, gave it as a gift, whatever he did, he did. Bishlamani Tanobe Matana Mashasasui. I understand with the gift, whatever he did, he did. I can explain like we said before with the, with the, with the selling, that if the, the person who received the gift in the meantime used it for plowing and then it was taken away, he doesn't have to pay it for that time. Ela Shehato, but if he slaughtered it, let him at least come and take from the, from the meat. Detanya, we learned in the Brightas in regards to short time that damaged. It says short uh, high high in the ela high. It sounds like you only get from the ox when it's still alive. Shehatominai. Let's say the 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 owner of the damaging cow slaughtered the damaging cow. How do we know that you get from the meat? Tamud lomar umachru et ashor mikol makom. You sold the cow no matter what. Meaning, even if it died, you still sell the the meat and you give it, and you pay the person back. So how could you say in the Braita, whatever is done was done? So Amar of Shizvi lo So Rav Shizvi was explaining. No, we're talking about a situation where the that cow depreciated after they slaughtered it. So now it, there's not enough money to cover the damage. 
And Amarav Huna Bereda Yashazoto merit, what do we understand from here? That Hamazik Shabudoshal Havero Patur, if someone damaged uh, assets that were leaned to another person, he's Patur from paying. So let's say uh, th- this land was leaned to this person and I ruined the land. I, I don't, I, I'm not obligated to pay him anything. Now, by the way, the halacha, it, it, it's the opposite that you do have to pay. But over here, we're on the, that Rav Huna's understanding from Rav Shizri that you don't have to pay. So the Gemara says, uh, what do you mean, Zotomet? Pshita, it's obvious that that's how we understand it from the Baita, that you would be patur if you damage something that was linked to a friend. So the Gemara explains, I would have thought, Hatam midi. I could say over there in the case of the slaughtering the damaging cow, I could say, listen, I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything wrong. The, I didn't, I didn't uh, take anything away from you. I just took a lien away from you, and therefore I didn't do anything. Here, pay, take this dead cow, do whatever you want with it. However, in, in in other cases, let's say there's a real damage and there's a real loss, maybe he should have to pay for damage. Kamash Malan from Rav Shizvi that it would be Patur. But the Gemara says, yeah, but Hanami Rabba Amara, but this Din already Rabba said, the Amara Baha Soref Shalotav Shal Havero Patur. Rabba said, if someone burnt someone's contract, meaning a person has a whole bunch of people owe him money, he has a whole bunch of uh, contracts, he has them in a file, someone burnt the file. Uh, now this person loses all this money. He, the 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 person who burnt the file doesn't have to pay all these loans. So it's the same thing. So why do you have to to, to understand this again? Why does Rav Shizvi have to say it? Why does Rav Runa have to say it? So the Gemara explains. said over there when you burnt the file. Who the alma kalaimin a person could say, listen, I just burnt paper, I didn't do anything. But let's say there was this land and you mamash ruined it. You started digging holes, caves, watering holes. Maybe you should have to pay for the damage. And that's why Rav Huna stepped in and said, I understand from Rav Shizvi that you don't have to pay. And the Gemara proves it, because over here, he learns it from what Rav Shizri said, because slaughtering the cow is it would be equivalent to digging holes in someone's yard that's linked to someone. And the Braita says, whatever was done, was done. And the Braita continues, if other creditors came and took that cow, Ben whether the short time damaged before or after they took it, the creditors that took this cow didn't do anything, because short time you only pay from the actual body of the short time, so there's a lien of the, from this uh, cow to this uh, to to the one he uh, to the person he damaged. They're connected. So when these people took it, well, they could technically take money instead. So therefore, whatever they did it does not count. So Bishlama, I understand. I understand if this cow damaged before these creditors took it. Then I understand the damage happened first. So therefore, there's a lien first to, to the person he damaged. However, but if you owed people money before it damaged, then Kadim, then the creditor, he goes first. There's a lien to him to, for him to get paid first. And the Gemara continues asking, but even for damage before the, the loan, Baal Hov Kadim, but still at the end of the day, the creditor went first. He grabbed, I mean, he once he took it, it, it should technically be his, or at least he has rights to it first. 
Shmamina so so what do you want to understand from here? That Balchov no Hashikata Logava. So what do we learn from here? That if a later creditor, if a person borrowed money from two people, the second person, if he came and took money first, whatever he took is not his. He, he would have to give it back and the money would go to the first creditor. The Gemara says, no. You could always say, whatever the second person took, he took. Veshani hatam, and it's different over there with the cow, the damage, the amar leh, because the person who's been damaged tells the creditor, look, if this cow was by you and it damaged me, let's say you were the owner, I wouldn't take it from you? Of course I would. I'm, I'm, this cow that damaged, I'm getting paid from this cow. So wherever it is, I'm getting the money from it. In other words, the goof, the body of this cow belongs to me. It doesn't make a difference where it is. It's totally different than a regular uh, two-creditor case. And therefore, he has rights to take the money. And we'll start right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.